Hey, hey, welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. I am your host, the capacity coach, Nicole Roan, and I am here with a very special episode. Now, I typically release episodes on Tuesdays every other week, but in honor of Father's Day, I wanted to get on here in honor of my father and all the dads out there and really just talk about the five things or I guess five life lessons that I learned from my dad. If this is your first time joining me, then please welcome yourself to the safe space where we talk openly and honestly about all the things that can kind of get in the way of us managing our capacity and creating work-life balance while we're literally trying to juggle multiple balls, switching on and off different hats. And we talk about how to do that in a way where we're able to prioritize ourselves. Now, if you're not new here, then welcome back, my friend. I'm so grateful to have you come back and listen to me every single time I release an episode. Now, you might be wondering, how does this fit into capacity, right? Or how does this fit into work-life balance? And really, these lessons that I'm going to share with you are lessons that you can apply as you're trying to do all the things. Show up as a mom, show up as a wife, show up as a friend, a daughter, a sister, you know, just we're in any of those many hats. So these lessons are going to help you to do that. If you've been here before, then you know that almost a year ago, I lost my dad to chronic heart failure. And so disclaimer, if I get a little bit emotional, then just y'all send me love and virtual hugs and prayers because this is near and dear to my heart. But I wanted to take all the energy, all the love and pour it into this episode Because some of you listening may not have the best relationship with your dad, or some of you may be like me and no longer have your dad, or maybe you have a bomb relationship with your dad, and you want to see if the lessons that I learned are similar to what you learned from your dad or the men in your life. So keep listening, and I hope that this encourages you to really think about the things that you've learned from your dad or the things that your children are learning from their dad. And let's use all that wisdom to manage our capacity so that we can have sustainable success in every single area of our lives. So one of the most important lessons that I learned from my good old daddy was to believe in yourself even if nobody else does. And I had the privilege of witnessing him build his almost six-figure business with only an elementary school education. And I remember talking with him and him telling me stories of how when he first started his business, everybody around him thought that he was crazy and told him he didn't need to do it and he just really needed to stick with his regular old nine to five. But he knew deep down that wasn't the kind of life that he wanted. He wanted freedom, flexibility, the ability to really build a legacy for his family and to make an unlimited amount of money. And he didn't feel like he could do that working for someone else. So knowing all of this, naturally, when I was trying to decide whether or not to stay in that corporate nine to five, making six figures, or to move full time into entrepreneurship, I had plenty of conversations with him. And I remember saying, Daddy, I'm scared. I'm so scared to walk away from this security blanket because so many people around me are telling me to just keep that good job, keep the benefits. But I believe in it so much 
What am I supposed to do? He looked me dead in my eyes. He put his hand on my lap and he said, baby girl, you have to believe in yourself even if nobody else does. You have to. Because at the end of the day, you're the one that has to look yourself in the mirror. Nobody else is walking in your shoes. Nobody else knows the vision that you have. And it's not for them. You don't need anybody else to believe in you. You just have to have the faith to know that what you're doing is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Now, it's going to take a little bit of work. But if you wait on anybody else to validate what you believe and give you approval, You'll never live out your dreams. And then who are you going to be mad at? Them? Because you listen to them? No. You're going to be mad at you. So believe in yourself even if nobody else does. I know that's a whole word for somebody. Because right now, you might be waiting for somebody else to co-sign your idea of that business. Or tell you that they think it's a good idea for you to take that promotion. Or whatever the case may be. You don't have to wait on anybody. If you feel it in your gut and you know in your heart that that's what you want to do and you feel it's what you need to do, then you need to do it. How much time do we spend in what I like to call analysis paralysis, going back and forth? So much time and energy, so much of our capacity listening to what other people think is right for us. And I talk about this in my coaching. What it really boils down to is us being able to trust ourselves right? Believe in ourselves. And so if you find yourself waiting for permission, validation, green lights from the people around you, that's a whole capacity mindset that you need to work on. So in the words of my father, believe in yourself, even if nobody else does. The second life lesson I learned from my dad is that resilience is the key to success. When I tell y'all I watched him get knocked down so many times, he got so many more no's than he got yeses. But that didn't stop him. Back in the late 70s, maybe even early 80s, when he was wanting to get a good paying job as a bus driver, he failed the test originally, I think one or two times, because again, he only had a elementary school education, but that didn't stop him. He studied took it again and eventually passed it and was able to use that as a stepping stone to not only provide for his family, but also to keep it in his back pocket for when things didn't go as smoothly as he had hoped. And even later on in life, I watched him while he built his commercial and residential painting business where he had contracts with the state of Wisconsin, Sitco, and a bunch of other places. He got told no After winning bids as a minority business enterprise, once he showed up and they saw that he was black. Because Sterling Howard does not necessarily sound, per se, like a black name. And so working through that rejection, that frustration, and using it as an opportunity to build his resilience muscle. Because let's be clear, resilience is a muscle. He used that as fuel to keep going, to keep pushing. And I got to see that. Now, fast forward to me being a full-time entrepreneur. I think I was about six months in, and I remember sitting in the kitchen, crying, telling him, Dad, this isn't working. I'm about to go back and get a regular job. How did you do it? Like, how did you do it? And he said, I never stopped trying. Of course, I looked at him sideways like, okay, that's cool, old man, but like, what did you really do? 
And he saw my face and he was like, oh, you don't believe me? And we talked about so many other instances where he had to be patient, he had to have faith, and he had to use that resilience muscle. And he reminded me, it doesn't happen overnight. You've been an entrepreneur for what, 15 minutes? It doesn't always work like that. So what, you gonna just throw everything away and give up on your dreams because it's not happening fast enough for you? That makes sense. I think my response to that was something along the lines of, okay, I'm about ready to punch you in your defibrillator (laughs) because that's how we joked around with each other. Because I was mad, but he was right. So many times we want what we want right now. And after doing it for a little bit of time or pursuing that dream a little bit of time, or whether you're pursuing a healthy relationship, a weight loss goal, a certain amount of money you're trying to save or earn, or building a business, We let the no's, the setbacks, the time that it takes for things to come to fruition stop us. And so I want to encourage you today to remember how key resilience is. Think about it like this. I don't know if you all have ever seen the Michael Jordan series. I don't remember the name of it, but Michael Jordan originally was cut from the basketball team. Can you imagine what the history of basketball would be like had Michael Jordan just said, you know, right, I ain't fit for this. I know I can't. And maybe that's because I'm a Chicago girl and I love me some Michael Jordan and Chicago Bulls. But regardless, he's one of the greatest of all time. I don't know where this quote came from. So if you know, tell me. Resilience isn't about how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get up. Think about that. My favorite coach and mentor in the world says, all it takes is one thing to change everything. It takes one thing to change everything. So whatever it is that you're pursuing, it's going to take some resilience and learning how to get back up even when you've been knocked down. Okay, so I think that was two. Yeah, that was two. So number three, this one wasn't really one that he told me. He more so showed me. And it's that you have to make time for the things and people that bring you joy. Now, you know, as the capacity coach, I am always telling you that you can't find time. You have to make it. And my dad exhibited this by making sure that we went to see his grandparents, my great grandparents. We spent time with my aunts and uncles, which allowed me to build relationships with my cousins And we also spent time as a family vacationing every single year, whether they were little weekend getaways or even week-long getaways to do camping or go to water parks, just little things. Although he worked hard, he made time to spend time with the people that he loved. And he made time to do some of the things that he loved. One of the things that he actually got me involved in, believe it or not, y'all, was fishing, right? Now, I wasn't the one to put the bait on the hooks or to take the fish off the hooks, but he loved fishing from being a little boy. And so to see the smile on his face when he was out in a boat or fishing off the dock, he shared that with us. And so he instilled in me taking time to do the things that you love and being around the people that bring you joy. I read something somewhere that said, Nobody on their deathbed ever says, oh, I wish I spent more time working. And you've probably heard me say before that although we place a high value on our careers and our jobs and businesses, 
at the end of the day, every single one of us are replaceable at work, but you're not replaceable to your family. And that's why I teach about capacity. It's so much more than just managing your time. It's about bringing awareness to how you're spending your time and who you're spending it with and that that time spent is aligned to what you value. And you'll hear me say all the time, I value my family. I value my relationships. I value my health. I value having fun. So I create the capacity to do that. And I believe I learned that from my dad. So if you're someone out here who's struggling with work-life balance or feeling like you're always overwhelmed, nine times out of 10, you're using your capacity in a way that's not aligned to your values. And when that happens, it impacts every single area of your life, which is where those five different areas of flow come from. If you're overwhelmed because you spend more time at work than you do with your family or practicing self-care, And let me just say this real quick. I know we are going to spend more time at work, right? But if it's to the point where it's overwhelming you and it's preventing you from being present and taking care of yourself, that's a problem. And then that spills over into your relationships. And then that spills over into how you manage your money. And then that spills over into how you then show up at work. So it's all interconnected. With that being said, with lesson number three, I want you to make sure that you are making time for the things that you enjoy, that you are making time for the people that you love and enjoy being around. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to be miserable and lonely. That's not a good feeling. So incorporate this practice into your life. Lesson number four. This one, now they're all important, but this one is one that I have to remind myself of every single day. And it's that life does not come with an instruction manual. Now, I know you've probably heard that before. And I think I've even said parenting doesn't come with an instruction manual. But Mr. Howard sat me down one day. And as we knew things were, I guess, taking a turn for the worse with his health, I made it a point to have some uncomfortable but necessary conversations. Because my dad and I didn't always have the best relationship. And there were a lot of things that happened in my childhood that I was angry about. You know, there were times where I felt like he didn't show up for me in the way that I needed him to. And then even as a parent, there were things that I was struggling with as well. And so while we were having one of these heart-to-heart conversations, he was talking to me about things that he wished he would have done better as a father, as a man, and apologized for some things. Like, we really cleared the air, and we were both in tears. And he said, listen, I need you to understand that I did the best that I could. I'm not perfect, but I did the best that I could. And I need you to always remember that life doesn't come with an instruction manual. A lot of the things that we learn, we learn from our parents. And he told me some of the ways that he showed up as a parent was a result of how he was parented. And he said that when you know better, you do better. And if he had the chance to do some things over, absolutely he would. In that moment, I realized that my dad was human, right? Because sometimes we put our parents or the people that we love on these pedestals to the point where it's like they're not human. He helped me understand that this thing called life does not come with an instruction manual. And I've been able to apply that to every single part of my life. 
from being a mom to being a wife to being a business owner. And it's what's allowed me to not only give other people grace, but to give myself grace. Because how many of you are your own worst enemy and beat yourself up about so many things? I know I'm not the only one. And being able to have that conversation with my dad changed my life. Through that, I learned the power of reconciliation, forgiveness, like I talked about in the episode almost two weeks ago. And all of those things are essential to you being able to have capacity and to have sustainable success. When you realize that your life does not have a blueprint outside of the one that God designed for you, you know you're going to make mistakes. You know you're going to get some things wrong. And that's where that resilience comes in. Being able to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and keep going. You get the choice of creating your own map and creating your own instruction manual. It doesn't have to be based on what anybody else thinks. It doesn't have to be based on what they, with my air quotes, told you you should do or become. You don't have to live in the past and harbor frustration and anger and resentment. When you realize and accept, because that's the hard part, right? Realizing is one thing, accepting is another. When you accept that there's no instruction manual and that some things you just will have to figure out, and as my girl JJ says, the clarity is in the doing, you have more peace. You extend more grace to yourself and everybody else around you. So those conversations with my dad in his last couple of months really hit home for me. And so I wanted to make sure that I shared that with you. I'll say this and then I'll move to the last one. If you are one of the people who may not have the best relationship with your dad or with you know other people in your life, your parent, people who are significant to you, I need you to apply this principle to that. Life doesn't come with an instruction manual. I hope and pray that you don't wait until someone gets sick, until someone's on their deathbed, until something catastrophic happens, before you learn the power of reconciliation, before you learn the power of forgiveness. I was fortunate in that I was able to have that conversation with my dad, but many people do not. So if that's you, I just felt spirit-led to tell you that. Create the capacity to have the conversation that needs to be had so that you can heal, so that you can forgive, and so that you can grow. I thank God for my dad being able to instill that in me before he left this physical earth. And I hope that if that was for you, you don't just hear it, but you do something with it, okay? Last but not least, the other life lesson that my dad shared with me or taught me, I guess, is that sometimes you're the one who's supposed to break the cycle and you kind of got to embrace it. Now, for those of you who know me, I have shared that my dad was in the process of writing a book and recording some interviews because he really wanted to share with the world the cycle of dysfunction, I guess I'll say, that he was able to overcome. And he wanted to bring hope to other people that may be stuck in cycles of dysfunction, that if he could do it, anybody could do it. So one of his projects that he had, it was actually called Breaking the Cycle. You'll see in the future, I haven't decided whether it's going to be a series, some workshops, but it's going to be something literally about breaking the cycle. Whether it's the cycle of people-pleasing, 
the cycle of self-sacrificing, the cycle of burnout or operating beyond your capacity. Those are the kinds of things that I don't even think he realized he was talking about. And as I sit here and think about it, he taught me. And I remember at one point having a conversation with him and saying, Daddy, how do you have the strength, the courage, the energy to do something that's never been done in your family before? Because like him, and probably like many of you listening, I've been the first to disrupt some vicious cycles or call them generational curses in my family. And that's heavy and it's hard. It's exhausting. And can I just be honest? Sometimes I don't feel like it. It's like, why do I have to be the one, right? So as we were having this conversation, he said something along the lines of God doesn't give you more than you can handle, but he added to it that he gives you all of that weight, all of that responsibility, because he knows you're the one to break the cycle. Somebody's got to do it. And the sooner you embrace it, the easier it's going to be. I was outdone. And not easy in the sense that everything is just going to be sunshine and rainbows, but more so that once you just stop resisting it and accept that maybe your purpose is to break that cycle. Maybe your purpose is to be that trailblazer. Or like I say about making history, maybe it's your purpose to be the history maker. When you accept that and you walk in that, It makes things a whole lot easier. I can't say enough about how watching and witnessing my dad practice these life lessons, especially being someone who was breaking cycles, how much it's impacted my life to the point where you even see me as an entrepreneur, right? He shifted some things in me, not just me, but in my siblings as well, who are also business owners because we saw something different. He decided to be the one to do something different. And so as you listen to this, number one, I'm grateful that you're listening and that I get to share all this wisdom with you. And I know it's not something that is brand new, but sometimes when you hear it from someone different, it hits a little different. So I hope that this is hitting you in your spirit, punching you in your gut, whatever it needs to do for you to know that you're not by yourself on whatever journey it is that you're on but also that you are able to take these life lessons and literally apply them to your personal life, apply them to your professional life, and use them to manage your capacity so that you can show up in excellence in every single area because it is possible, but it all revolves around choices. When I think about all five of those lessons, they're all choices, right? You have a choice to either believe in yourself or not believe in yourself. You have a choice to be resilient or not be resilient. You have a choice to make time for the things and the people who bring you joy, or you can choose not to. You have a choice to accept that life doesn't come with an instruction manual, or you can play the victim role your whole life. And last but not least, You have a choice to either accept the call and the purpose on your life, to break the cycles, to be a trailblazer, to be a history maker, or you can reject it. All of this comes down to choices. And I encourage you to choose what's best for you. Listen to your gut. Trust your instincts. Even if you call them spidey senses, whatever it is that you call it, trust that 
listen to it because that's all my dad was telling me. And a lot of us being able to manage our capacity comes down to that too. So I hope that this episode has blessed you. If it has, I am absolutely going to ask you to, of course, share it with other people who you believe need to hear it. I hope that it makes you sit back and reflect on lessons that you've learned from your dad and the people in your life and how that shows up in who you are today and who you're becoming. Thank you for allowing me to share a piece of my dad with you because not having him for this Father's Day is tough, y'all. I'm fighting back tears, but being able to talk about the things that he instilled in me brings me peace. It keeps his legacy alive. It allows me to continue sharing his wisdom and making the world a better place. And it allows me to continue to show up authentically. And so I thank you. I will be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. And until then, thank you for allowing me to be your capacity coach and helping you to create balance between your personal and professional life without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, and what matters most to you. I'll talk to you soon.